0: Hmm? Ah! Hmm. Pablo, I lost my daughter on my watch. I gotta do something. So you wanna jump into the thing that turned that night into a what the fuck? To save those two, I would submit to a prostate exam. Listen up, you screwheads. You're listening to the Evil Dead Cast. Hey everybody,
1: welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Richard. And I'm Chris. And this is the Evil Dead Cast, episode 34. <sighs> Let's see, we got this one and two more to go. Oh, two Aw,
2: sad. Chances sad are face. they're the last ones ever, right? Chances <laughs>
1: are. Um, I heard you guys reporting was it last week yeah that that uh there were rumors it might get renewed but you didn't really have any faith
3: yeah well it was from a site and we don't know i shoot i forgot the site already uh but yeah it didn't sound too too you know official
1: right that'd be awesome yeah i was listening to that uh while i was at the convention breaking down the convention at the end of the day on sunday and it was really fun to listen to you guys and not be a part of it but just like be a fan (laughs) (laughs) hear all the news and everything yeah
2: well, i'm glad you enjoyed it i i i must admit i do enjoy editing them which is uh i do a lot of podcast editing but uh so you'd think maybe i'd be tired of it but for some reason i i have fun doing that what do you what do you like about it um, maybe just that it's, uh, I, I, for some reason I just feel like it's a little different than editing my own show. Mm. Um, and I like, I like the format you've come up with, with the clip at the beginning and the intro and the the bumpers. I just, I don't know, maybe it's just something, something different. because it's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you
1: did a good job of just like seamlessly picking that up. Thanks, man. It's really cool. <laughs> want to edit some of my other podcasts.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> They're, they're really talk. fun.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Let's get on with it. Attention, shoppers. Deadcast top three
0: in five, four, three, two. I smell your soul. I your soul. ha
1: all right it's our deadcast top three this week it's our top three highlights for ash versus evil dead season three episode eight rifting apart mm. rich haven't heard from you much what did you think overall did you like it
3: yeah you know this episode it it only it seemed to like last about five minutes for me because i was so engrossed in what was going on it right it went by fast <laughs> And it's getting down to the wire, man. You know, I, I want to see what's next, but at the same time, I, I don't want the show to end. I know. Sad face. Uh, you know. <laughs> oh, last Savor week, it. yeah. Last week, Chris, uh, you hit it on the you hit the nail on the head, man, and predicted that our heroes, you know, would have to die to get into the rift, and that's that's what happened. That was cool. I thought it was totally cool to bring in a little canon. Uh, you know, when yeah, Ash Noby's mentioned head. Professor Novi, yeah, from the movies. I thought that was cool too. And then Kelly. Kelly being left behind. Wow, that was a sorrowful surprise to me. I was like, "What? Oh yeah." It kind of made sense, but at the same time, I wasn't, wasn't expecting that.
1: Yeah, it's it was cool because not everything can go perfect.
3: Yeah, yeah. The props to Dalton again. He sacrificed himself for the greater good a second time. This guy's not so bad now, right? Can we get a little love for Dalton here?
2: I mean,
1: <laughs> I don't think so. That's like the biggest <laughs> sacrifice anyone could ever make because it seems like he's going to hell now and will be tormented forever. Right. That's yeah, what I yeah. thought. I don't know.
3: I thought so too. Well, he, he said it himself. He goes, I feel the next stop is hell.
1: Yeah. And he said, if you see that bitch Ruby or something, you know, tell her I'll, I'll see her in hell or something like that. Yeah. But still Chris doesn't like him. No. Nope, still don't like him Because <laughs> he, he kissed Kelly huh, right?
3: yeah, I know, she seemed to like
1: it too yeah.
2: Well, she seemed to like him Way too much for my Liking, actually that's Get him part out of here, drag him to yeah. hell <laughs> Yeah, I'm once I still, I, I was bummed to see him Come back and I'm glad to see him gone
1: again <laughs> Kill that bastard I admire totally. you for sticking to your guns What did you think of the episode?
2: Well, I, I, I'm afraid you guys, I think, might have to talk me into liking this one a little bit more, uh, mm-hmm. because it it wasn't one of my favorites. Uh, I found it a little less funny than usual, and I although I did appreciate the jokes in it a little bit more the second time through, but the tone was a bit different in this one. I found it way more serious than some of the other ones, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but, um, but it it did feel a little bit out of place for ash versus Mm. evil dead, kind of like a bottle episode, you know, Mm. um, Mm. to me. Uh, but there was definitely some cool stuff about it. I'll talk about the, the place, the dead place inside the rift there and, and so on. But mostly I think it felt a bit abrupt kind of like, and I know we have two more episodes to go. So I think there's some stuff to come that will, uh, flesh it out a little bit, but, Uh, They were in and out of that Deadlands. I think it's called Awfully Quick. So um, overall, yeah, not my favorite, but I can find some stuff to like. And as it goes, I'm sure by the end of the podcast, I'll be a little more more on board. Mm. Yeah, I hope, anyway.
1: Yeah, I was thinking kind of along the lines of what you were just saying, that uh, this episode felt like what we were maybe thinking was going to be the climax of the season because we're waiting for ruby to try to get brandy to kill ash and we're waiting for all of them to go inside this rift dimension and and do something and that's all kind of resolved now and we have two more episodes left so it's interesting like i don't really know what to expect which i feel like is a good thing but yeah i was expecting this to happen at the very end yeah that's kind Mm. of it but um
2: and uh, you're right i mean having not really knowing what's going to happen now towards the end is is a good thing like i don't Mm. want uh, I want to be surprised right so that's that's fine um, but but yeah it's, it's sort of they went in they came out and I know Kelly's still stuck there and that's definitely interesting and I am excited to find out what happens with that but uh, you know who knows I don't know maybe mm-hmm. maybe they help they all have to go back in now or something instead of just just ash
1: well the things you were saying about the tone actually lead into my number three so I'm just going to start if you guys don't Do mind, it. So mm-hmm. Go m- it. number three is, is the mood, which there wasn't just one mood, but I felt myself really moved in different ways throughout. I feel like, yeah, it started out really grave more than maybe we've ever seen. Uh Ash and Pablo are driving in the ambulance and Ash says, just like old times, huh? And he said that uh, at least a couple of times in the series, but this feels least like old times than ever to me because uh Kelly's dead, Brandy's dead in the back, you know, her body's in the back. A version of Ash just carved up a bunch of innocent teenagers and it feel feels more like a regular horror movie in this in the beginning of the episode like uh oh man, all hope is lost. And I I actually kind of like that, but I could see where it might f- feel a little bit jarring. <clears throat> and then later When Ash realizes that he needs to kill himself, that's pretty, I don't know, like, whoa, you're going to commit suicide right on screen? That's. (laughs) (laughs) They did manage to make it funny where he goes to do it and it gets tense and then... Uh what I can't do it. What if it doesn't work? Here here you do it. And then I don't I don't know. I, I I'm I'm new to this. Alright, screw it. We'll do it together. Ready? One, two, and Ash goes, two and a half. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> While Pablo says three. <laughs> yeah. And then right. you have Pablo sitting there with Ash's body, and that seemed kind of bleak to me because I just thought, man, what if that was me? I'd wonder what if Ash never comes back and this was just a horrible idea? And here I am sitting next to the dead body of my best friend that I just helped kill, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was it. He was kind of sad there yeah. and he didn't know
2: if anything was working. So, um, it, it, all those things you've mentioned are sort of what mm-hmm. got me a little bit down on it. And just Ash being genuinely sad about Brandy being dead. And, you know, on one hand, I'm glad he is because he, he wouldn't be a very good character if he wasn't upset about his daughter dying, but yeah. but it was different, and I it kind of made me a little bit feel a little bit off about the whole thing.
1: Here's one thing that might change your mind a little, maybe maybe not, but the fact that they that they do feel bad that that uh, Pablo feels bad and Ash feels bad makes the show feel like it has a little more stakes than usual because these characters actually do care about each other, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when something bad happens, the tone of this, the episode changes. Whereas like, yeah, if you just said it, like you just said, if it didn't change, then it would feel really frivolous, you know? Yeah. But on the other hand, I mean, when they realize, okay, we can all just go into this other dimension. It almost took away from the stakes a little bit to me. I still liked it, but, they're all dead and yet they're still able to work together to win and uh it made me feel like well if you know it seems like the only way to get into this uh, limbo dimension or whatever it is the deadlands is if you're killed by the evil that it would probably be better to be killed by the evil than any other way because at least you'd have a chance to come back to life which ash and brandy end up doing yeah you're not dead dead you're just Deadlands, Half dead. Mostly dead, yeah. yeah. Half dead. Purgatory. And then right. just the last thing about mood, this whole Deadlands was pretty cool. I liked the green mistiness of it. It kind of reminded me of the Upside Down from Stranger Things a little bit. Totally, um, And yeah. the weirdness of doors leading to different places and and the weird shadow creature that made clicky noises and rose out of the ground with smoke. Kind of falling off of it was really spooky and cool, and then the black like scaly hands pulling people down and all of this stuff, um, and them not really knowing how it were. I just like other dimensional kind of things where people are kind of out of their depth, and then uh, then then when the Ashes car gets dragged down and then comes bursting out with kick out the jams on the fucker, you know that that <laughs> turned the tone around for me. Like by the end of the episode. I was feeling pretty great about the whole thing, so that's another reason why I, I, you know, I'm okay with the graveness at the beginning because they managed to end it on a higher note. Sort of. I mean, it's scary for Kelly, but still, they managed. You know, he managed to save his daughter, so that was kind of a feel good moment for me.
2: Yeah, I I would agree with that. It did end a little bit more feel good. Um, But Jason, do you mind if I jump into my number three? Yeah, I'm done basically it is sort of the Deadlands in general too and Mm -hmm. a lot of the things you just ran through I uh I liked about it you know the green fog everywhere I thought it looked really cool and creepy um and the the idea for me that you can actually survive there if you manage to hide from that smoke monster or whatever it was Mm -hmm. I think is actually pretty cool you know if you're if you're stupid and just run around making all sorts of noise, you know, you're dead. But if you play it smart a little bit, you can actually hide from the thing, which mm-hmm. I thought was pretty cool. So it it does give them a way to survive down there. And I also thought it might make a really cool video game someday. So <laughs> video game companies, like, think about that for a while. Um the shadow monster or smoke monster was great the hands coming up as you mentioned i thought was definitely really creepy when it was pulling a person down uh i have different feelings about the car but i might get to that later um and then in general it was super cool to me how the place basically is elk grove but the doors are all mixed up and i had this idea where i kind of hope that they all have to go in to the Deadlands for a big extended battle, uh, towards maybe, you know, to finish off the season, because I started imagining them running around, you know, being chased by things or fighting things off and ending up in random places and trying to deal with this unknown of going through a door and not knowing where you're going to end up sort of as they go. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it would be a really cool, like chaotic situation to Mm -hmm. be in, uh, whether that happens or not, I don't know, but it, uh, I also thought that, Maybe they could end up back at any location from past seasons even. And I thought that might be pretty cool if they kind of jump around like that.
1: Pay homage to the rest of the series or something.
2: Yeah, totally. I just think there's some a lot of fun maybe to be had in the deadlands if they do all have to go in there to to end whatever this is. So I did really like that you know, the concept of that place. And that was sort of what I wanted to go with for Mm -hmm. number three.
3: I thought about the same thing, you know? How cool would it have been to see some other past characters in the Deadlands, like Kelly's parents or or like Chet or, yeah. or Brock or, or Amanda? Because they're probably all in there somewhere, right?
1: Well, either that or they were dragged down to hell.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. But right. yes, it, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah.
1: think you're right. It could have been cool to
2: see any in one a of it, In a way, it kind of gives them the ability gives the show the ability to do almost anything they want, which could go either way, but (laughs) I think it could be fun, you know, in a show like this. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, That's why, I mean, I have a feeling you were going to say you thought the car thing was kind of stupid, but, um, because it is Ash versus evil dead. I, 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 I just sort of, stomp down those voices and let the ones that were saying all right great moment come out <laughs> well you know what i'll i'll i'll
2: say i'll talk about the car now then really quick because i did feel that it was really really evil deadish to have the car pulled down underground like that yeah but then it just drives back out and i'm like i want to know like people get pulled down and they're they've gone to hell but a car gets pulled down and and they can drive it back out. I want to know like where it went, how it came back out. And I felt a little disappointed that it just reappeared like with no problem it seemed like. So, It's the classic. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know totally. <laughs> and, and then and then immediately following that, they they drive right through the monster with like no effect on it and mm. seemingly no ramifications to them either. I thought I thought for a second when they were speeding towards it it was they were gonna like hit it and it would be solid
1: or something like that right. instead of going through but I guess it just there was just, nothing to it yeah, I, I think they're well I don't know I maybe I'm thinking about this more than any of them did, but it fe- feels like on this show the car is almost like a mythic thing you know, and so they're paying homage to that <laughs> well exactly that, that's a good point, and I can I can take
2: that. The car the car is this thing that sort of can't fail. You know what I mean? So.
3: Right. And this is a great lead in because my number 3 is the car. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> the Oldsmobile Delta 88, it's back, baby.
1: It it never really left, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he was sad. He's like, "Oh no, they killed they killed the car." Yeah. yeah the
3: car's there. It's <laughs> covered in ash. Oh. But yeah, no, seriously, that that is my number three. When I saw it, my like my whole face lit up. I was like, "Hey, look!" Because you know, it's like part of the family. It's part of it's part of the uh, the Ghost Beaters. It's, it, you know, and Ash and, uh, <laughs> had a great line too. This baby has bailed me out more times than a fistful of lube on a Saturday night. <laughs> the car scene, I'll admit, it didn't make a lot of sense, but I thought it was totally cool. I you know, and I also I also think they probably put this scene in because it may be the last time we get to see the car.
2: Oh, now um, you're just making me sad even more.
3: <laughs> Paying homage to the old to the old girl. Uh but uh you yeah, know, it's been in all the movies. It's been in the series. It's it was it's in the comics. It's been in this thing as long as Ash has for what like 37 years. It's good to see it. I thought it's like it's it's part of the family. I want to know Though, like you said, Chris, because it didn't make a lot of sense. I'll fully admit to that when they got dragged down under. where What the heck did they see down there? And yeah. how did they get back
1: up? <laughs> I was imagining kind of just a, like a fiery tunnel and he floored it. And somehow the power of the car was enough to escape the gravitational pull of hell or something like that. Right, yeah. <laughs> Serious power friction of the on car. the tires, Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's enough that's all you need really I for i mean for i i understand read. i had those thoughts too but i just the way that it busted out and you know caught a bunch of air and they were playing that kick out the jams i'm like all right fine <laughs> <laughs> fine you guys do such a good job with the music i can take it <laughs> yeah. yeah if that happened on walking dead i wouldn't be as forgiving <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> You
3: don't want to tear apart this shoot show too much. It's too easy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Is it my turn? Yes, sir. Okay. So it's about their plan and and the mechanics of this this dead place. And Ash gets the idea when he realizes, oh man, it's so bad. You don't know who's dead or alive or somewhere in between. Then he imagines Professor Noby's ghostly floating head from Evil Dead Two, like we mentioned, trapped between dimensions, and. He said, uh, 30 years ago, Nobi's spirit got stuck in what the book said was a rift between time and space. I was just surprised Ash could remember that, for one thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, he knows Pablo and Keller are in there, so he thinks Brandy might be in there, too. So the plan's to go in there after him. And they decide they don't want to have Pablo open the rift and have him go through that because of what happened to that night's night of Samaria got... Demonized or possessed which begs the question well why like if you die and go in there then your spirit is fine but or maybe it's just the body I guess okay like I'm trying to make sense of this and it's probably ridiculous but what I just came up with is if your body's still outside it's your body that really gets possessed so if just maybe that Knights of Samaria maybe his spirit was actually still stuck in there and it was just his possessed body that came back out you know yeah you're talking about the guy that
2: that worked either that that came out with and got the second head right yeah yeah so
1: i think when he came out i'm just gonna say he left his spirit in there and it was just like all the other dead spirits anyways Mm -hmm. so sense to me yeah so uh you know pablo says uh you know you have to be killed by the evil to go in there and i was thinking well kelly and brandy and now ash were all killed by the candarian dagger but then dalton is the one that we know of and i guess some of the high school kids too that were killed by other means related to the evil and they're they're still in there
3: yeah i think last last episode chris we thought it was just the dagger but i don't think it is mm-hmm. i guess some of those kids were just slashed by demon ash so they were just killed by the evil and they were down
1: there and dalton too he was impaled by a tree by ruby or by the evil i think the evil did it right it like swept him up and
2: no i think so yeah and and i think that all works for me they were all killed by the evil and the dagger counts so yeah if you're just killed by a regular
1: person you won't go You don't go there right you go straight to hell. <laughs> straight. <laughs> yeah, and so we find out that through Kelly that most people get taken down by the shadow monster without a fight, but but they're fighting, and you know we think that if they get taken down, they'll they'll go to hell, and so they want to put Brandy's spirit back into her body, and so they have to save her body first. And the only thing about this is I was thinking usually when people die from the evil, their bodies reanimate as deadites and Mm -hmm. including this one that Pablo had to fight, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But not Brandy. And I mean, I guess um, Kelly, her body is being used by Kaya, but not Ash either. So to me, that part didn't totally make sense
3: yeah I wrote the same thing I'm a little confused on why the corpse that Ash and Pablo brought down with them into the cellar turned into a deadite but Brandy didn't yeah they're both died around the
1: same time yeah and I was thinking that maybe you would only turn into deadite if your spirit in the deadlands got dragged down but then I remembered that Dalton had not got dragged down yet and his body turned into a deadite Mm -hmm. so whatever (laughs) <laughs> yeah. The only other there's a couple other mechanics. So Kelly encountered that barrier. I just assume that's because her body is occupied, right? Right. Yeah. She can't that's come what back. I thought.
2: Yeah. She can't come back because her body's in use and it uh-huh. needs Kaya needs to get out of there.
1: Ash's plan is to find the cellar in the dead place and jump through a rift that Pablo opens. But I'm like, how did he know that that this other world was a kind of a weird copy of ours? Where he could find oh, that cellar before think, he went down yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure he knew that. Uh, and then, okay, I said last a while ago, but this actually is the last. So Ash and Brandy, they both died and they came back to life, and it makes me sort of wonder. Well, can't Pablo just like save them from now on if they ever get killed by the evil? Just make another rift and have them come out. I yeah.
2: I guess yeah, he can just open it seemingly anytime he wants. So if they're in there, they just have to get to it. And they can come right back out. Yeah, maybe. I think he can only communicate with them though.
3: Because then that guy come back out? I don't think you can pass through it if you're alive.
1: No, but all I'm saying is if Ash dies by the evil like he did in this episode, then Paulo can just open up the rift and Ash can jump right back out again. Oh. Yeah, I suppose so,
3: huh? <laughs> I I I had a note about Ash himself. He's the chosen one, right? So if he commits Harry Carey or if he dies by any other means wouldn't that like set off some alarms or some celebrations or something down there in Deadland or maybe even with Ruby? You think <laughs> yeah. Ruby would know about that, right?
1: Yeah, cuz Ruby's plan failed. She was trying to get Brandy to kill Ash and Brandy didn't kill Ash. Brandy ended up dying, but then Ash killed himself, so I wonder if I guess that didn't count. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, Ruby's plan
2: is is my next point actually because mm. um it's it's just in the scene at the end you know we have kaya dragging zoe into the house there and at first ruby and and zoe seem really distressed that their plan didn't work like oh crap we failed you know what are we going to do now and then suddenly ruby realizes that zoe's there and her eyes go all black which i thought was pretty cool but uh and she realizes that you know she there's some other plan they they can take and with zoe's help what does she say she's gonna use her to um
1: change their destiny change or something. Their destiny. Ch- change yeah, that, yeah. that's right
2: yeah yeah and i was i know we don't have any details on this yet but for me I, it sort of felt like it was too easy like they had no idea what to do and then all of a sudden zoe shows up and now they've got plan b suddenly and I started thinking to myself, well, how many angles do they have to work here? How, how many approaches can they take to this? Because, uh, it seemed like all season we had this one and it failed and I'm not saying, you know, it should have, that should have been it, but, uh, it just seemed like suddenly there was something else to do. And now that's what the last two episodes are going to be about. Mm -hmm. So I, I must admit, I didn't love that part either. And maybe I will, maybe when I find out about it, uh, towards the end of the season, as it wraps up it'll be awesome. But right now I kind of feel like they're sort of changing it up on us for, you know, not no reason, but just kind of out of nowhere.
1: They're like, Oh, Oh wait, we had two more episodes left.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's a device. You see, they're going to come up with a plan. It's Uh not going to work. It's
1: going to screw everything up and evil's going to die. And Ash is going to win either that or evil's going to win and take over the world. Dope. <laughs> Definitely one or the other. You yeah. never know. <laughs>
3: yeah. And maybe, like we talked about last week, the show will continue without Ash, huh?
1: That'd be nice. Yeah.
2: That would be. I, I don't think I'm on board for that. It I really feel don't. Right.
1: Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Not because. Not because you know bruce has been saying you know things that make us think he doesn't want to do it anymore or whatever uh, basically he would still do it i think if the show got renewed he's just saying if it doesn't then i'm not going to do play ash and other things right if there's a season 4 yeah. bruce bruce is down to do it i think but I, if there's not a season 4 that's because they're canceling yeah. the show cuz it doesn't get enough viewers so i just don't see a scenario in which the show goes on without bruce
2: no, I agree. Yeah. I don't really either. And when he was, uh, Rich, last week when we were talking about him making comments about Ash not making it, now I feel like he was just kind of teasing us a little bit saying, yeah, Ash is going to die. And like, guess what happens in this episode? Ash technically dies yeah. for a while and comes <laughs> back, right? So I, I think he was just, you know, talking out of his ass a little bit there, talking knowing what shit, was coming up. Making our yeah. chain, yeah.
1: Exactly. It's hilarious. Rich. Number uh
3: number two uh, Pablo Pablo was my number two I, I you know they had a nice little focus on Pablo in this episode I like how Pablo is the key to this whole thing like uh like literally like he's the key he can open the rift between the two worlds he's the key master, you know mm-hmm. and
1: it's he was got, also the only one of the Ghost Beaters alive for a while yeah ago.
3: <laughs> right for just a few minutes there he was like the only one it's got in his his ability you know it's got Ruby and kaya like we were just talking about super worried about the dark ones because they're like shitting their pants about the dark ones they're gonna they're gonna get killed i guess so they're coming up with that alternate plan like chris said it also allows them to communicate with the dead it gives them a chance to bring the dead back to the living he's got some pretty cool powers i thought pablo did and then he's got that fight with the deadite you know all mechanics aside not sure how that poor kid became a deadite and and Bruce I mean uh, Ash's Ash's daughter did not but, but it was still a cool fight uh, first time I think I've ever seen death by paint shaker <laughs> that was pretty cool
1: you know what? I really like that because it was so gruesome and the look on his face was just like fuck you and then when he was done he goes it's Brujo special bitch 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 yeah <laughs> I like how his bitch was like an afterthought but he had kind of a sick look on his face the whole time <laughs> <laughs> yeah You know, as much as I
2: enjoyed the actual fight and man, I feel super negative on this one. I'm sorry, guys. But as much (laughs) as I enjoyed the actual fight in the back of my mind, I couldn't help but think, all right, this whole thing is just here. So Pablo has something to do in this episode instead of Mm -hmm. just sit in the basement beside Ash's dead body. And I started thinking that because every time we cut away from what was going on in the Deadlands and then we got the scene with the car which was in and out of the ground. I'm like, oh I want I want more of this. This is awesome. But we have to go watch Pablo have a fight with the Deadite, which normally I love, but it sort of felt like it was taken away and and hurting the other part of the episode that I wanted more of. So I was a little down on that too. Um, even though the fight was cool and I totally agree the paint head in the paint shaker was was one of my uh, more favorite Deadite kills, actually.
1: Yeah, actually, yeah. I kind of agree with you. Uh, there were parts where it was nice and tense, like when he heard the noise and you you didn't know what was going on. But I did feel like, yeah, they're just trying to give Pablo something to do. But the paint shaker thing made it worth it, <laughs> worth it for me. Yeah,
2: it did. That's kind how of I felt. It it, <laughs> it, it, it ended really strong. Uh, I'll I'll totally give you that. <laughs> and I do think it was funny when the when the cardboard. Cut out or whatever of ash went at him full speed and knocked him down that was funny too <laughs>
3: plus you know when i was watching that i was thinking has the uh hardware store and sex
2: emporium actually been open longer than just one day Seems like this not- hasn't been open you know what i like rich how every time you bring it up you don't fail to mention that it's a hardware store and (laughs) sex emporium.
3: You got to give it its due,
2: man. You got to call it by its full title. It is what it is. It's very true. You don't want to forget that sex emporium stuff.
1: (laughs) You know, that may have actually not even been an addition by Ash either, knowing his dad could have been a sex emporium going back to the 60s. (laughs) Yeah,
2: it it probably originally was a sex emporium and hardware store. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Ash cleaned it up a little bit. He cleaned it up and reversed them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whose turn is it? I think it's mine, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. I th- I was just noticing that you know one thing I really like about this episode is Ash when the series started out he's not sure he wants he's he's an a lone wolf. And we've seen him become close friends with Ruby and Pablo throughout the whole thing. And then now we've seen him trying to be a really good dad. And I mean, trying anyway. And when this uh, episode starts, it's really sad. He's like, we went mono or Ruby and she took the belt. I couldn't even say my own daughter. And it's, it's really sad. And then he decides he cares about her. And he even mentions Kelly too, so much that he's going to kill himself at risk dying for them. So, or even he would submit to a prostate exam. So, (laughs) uh, you know, that's the ultimate sacrifice. He's ready. Like he, at the end of season one, there's sinkholes opening up and he's like, ah, it's going to be fine. Let's go to Jacksonville. But now he's ready to, to sacrifice his own life to try and save his daughter. And he succeeds in that. He brings his daughter back to life. So I feel like in this episode, he seems actually more like a true hero, than uh he's ever seen been before. And even at the be end, before, yeah. Kelly doesn't make it and he says ghost beaters never leave a man behind, so so he's ready to, you know, do what it takes to go back and save her too.
2: Yeah, yeah I, re- I really did like that bit at the end where he, as you said, he's ready to go back and save her. I mean that says a lot about Ash and mm-hmm. uh and I <laughs> they better not leave Kelly behind. I'll be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> they so, won't. I know. <laughs> okay Chris uh, okay so for my final point um, we've talked about a lot of my stuff but I'll do maybe a couple of uh, of uh, smaller ones here Dalton um, as I said off the top I still don't like him and uh, <laughs> I was you know I'm like oh look they're just trying to make him a hero here so he goes out and has a big hero's death and sacrifices himself but I was just kind of glad he's dead I didn't uh, the kiss annoyed me. And it also annoyed me how sad Kelly seemed when he died. I'm just like, come on. She barely knows this guy. And Pablo's right there. Well, that made me um, think that she probably was banging him. It, well, it, <laughs> the it way they were like, yeah, it. you know, maybe, maybe only once they both got in the deadlands that started, I don't know, but, oh, yeah, uh, maybe. they seemed, she seemed pretty upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite part involving Dalton though, was when Ash runs into them in the bar in the deadlands. And he says, uh, he says he came to save everybody, but the jury's out on Darwin here. (laughs) Yeah. I just think it's funny how he gets the name wrong. (laughs) It's always, that's always good. So, uh, I don't think we'll see Dalton anymore and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I don't Mm. think so
1: until we're in hell
2: until we're in hell. Yeah. (laughs) If we get all the way there. Um, and then kind of unrelated to that, something else that uh drove me a little bit crazy and that is near the beginning when they're still in the school there's a cop walking through the school and he says expand the search for ash williams to state lines and and he seemed very serious and then you we find out that ash is like right there behind one wall it's like he's (laughs) you know they haven't even found him they basically let him just walk out of the school and he goes he drives out in the coroner's van with the sirens blaring right past all these police officers. He goes straight to his hardware store and they don't even come looking for him. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, this is come on. I mean, make it, don't make it so easy, you know? And I, I couldn't help but think that the whole time. And then they're I like realized,
1: Roscoe and Enos from Dukes of Hazard.
2: <laughs> they're the worst cops ever. And, and then I realized, you know, if Pablo needed to do something, Maybe he could have dealt with the police showing up or something like that instead of fighting the deadite. Maybe that wouldn't have been as exciting because
1: the deadite is more fun to watch, but
2: I would have at least felt like the cops were doing
1: something. I, I did like that how uh, Ash went out of his way after he locked the ambulance doors to flip off the ambulance driver. Before he came <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: the way he did it was hilarious.
2: <laughs> yeah, but the guy's right there and he doesn't like turn around to his boss and be like, we better go to that guy's house and look for him. Oh, right. Or- place I think work. you're forgetting ash is the chosen one man <laughs> sorry i know
1: <laughs> i think it, it's it's pretty funny actually i didn't catch that but the the cops were saying we need to expand the search to state lines yeah i think that's sort of an acknowledgement that it's kind of silly within the so. show you know <laughs> yeah. it is i mean Ha- ash would be like there'd be a
2: massive manhunt for this guy at this point mm-hmm. right because they think he murdered all these kids in the,
1: the high school and all the other stuff they think he has done but even you know, last like, episode uh he was at the dance and a cop stared stared right at him and he just kind of ducked down and then the cop like, <laughs> yeah didn't go after it, him <laughs> that's right. like if
2: who was that the, was that the Ashy police?
3: slashy? Yeah.
2: <laughs> if the police can't see him, it's like he's not there. You <laughs> <laughs> <over> know, his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um anyways, that's uh that's most of what I've got uh for for my number 1, I guess.
1: Richard.
3: Wow. <clears throat> you know, I'm still thinking about Kelly and Dalton
2: bumping uglies down there in the uh, Deadlands. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know how that would work out. doesn't seem like the most ideal place to get it on, but hey, <laughs> you know, you take what you can get. Right.
3: Yeah. right.
1: yeah. You're about to t- potentially go to hell.
3: Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. You put that old line on the girl, huh?
2: You know, this could be the last time we ever see each other. <laughs> I'm about to ship out to hell and uh, I don't want to forget you, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, my number
3: one was uh, the Deadlands. We we kind of killed that already, but uh, okay. the... I thought it was pretty cool. The, like Jason had mentioned earlier, the mood was cool. I thought the set that they built for that was totally cool, with the with the uh, dead branches everywhere and all the ash laying around everywhere. It was made it like super creepy, and the headless shadow figure that was a pretty nice touch. It gave me a lot of anxiety. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, "What is that thing?" But uh, yeah, and the rest of it, you know, the mechanics of it took a little bit away for me. But uh, overall, I I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was pretty cool. You know what it was? Is I was prepared for it because I'd watched uh, the last episode before, and uh, you know, it ends with Brandy's death and poor Ash sitting there crying, holding her with his chainsaw and his and his and his uh, gun. And then I was like, well, how the hell are they gonna get? how do you going to start the next episode so i was like i was like ready
2: to be sad and it it did it started out really sad so i wasn't surprised well i fully expect to like the final two cuz they're going to they're going to kill it they're going to knock it out of the park i think but we just this is the the calm before the storm that's going to end this thing on a high note for me i fully expect do you think
3: they're going to fight down in the deadlands or do you think they're going to fight the
2: the big fight up here in, in the living world.
1: I think it's going to be something we don't we can't imagine.
2: Yeah, I I think that the next thing that's going to happen is they have to rescue Kelly, and that might mean Pablo goes in to rescue her, and so he becomes her kind of hero, savior oh, yeah. guy. And then they're hmm. all going to come out, and I think the big final fight, whatever it ends up being, Ruby is and out, Ash outside the Deadlands. Yeah, Ruby's gonna turn into something that won't just be Ruby. I think it'll be her possessed by something or with the power of something behind her. And Ash has to really man up and I don't know, probably sacrifice something big to, to save the world.
1: Well, there were some good lines. Can we do some lines? Yeah. Okay. Uh, This one I was going to read, but I realized I didn't know where to start and where to stop because it was just, I like the whole exchange, so I just pull the clip and I'm gonna play it. It's when uh, Pablo and Asher are trying to figure out what Hello. to do next. Right. And, uh, yeah.
0: <sighs> All right, we got some ladies to bring back to life. So, how do we do this? This is your plan. I thought you knew. Oh, come on, man. I don't know anything about this riff crap. You're the cuervo especial, el brujo especial. Yeah, whatever. You shake your little rattle, say some juju words, I jump in the rift. Oh yeah, and come back demonized, like that night guy? That didn't work with Kelly. Yeah, but she was... What? A girl? No. Hi. Pregnant? (laughs) Uh... You dog, did you? No. Hiffy. I think in order to get to this evil dead place Is to get really wasted and do some shrooms. I can do that in my sleep. No. I think you gotta let the evil kill you. Okay. Stop. One thing to read from an evil book and bad shit plagues your life. I never said anything about the d word in all of my plans. All right, well, I don't have any other ideas, so that's oh, all I got. Boy. <laughs> that's <it. laughs>
2: Hey, I just realized I didn't I didn't notice it until now that Pablo actually says the way to get to this evil dead place. Uh-huh. This I evil did. dead place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Maybe the only time those two words have ever been said together in this whole thing. Wow. Maybe maybe I have no idea, but I didn't (laughs) notice it there until
2: just now.
3: I like about how the thought of Kelly and and Pablo doing it brought the only smile to Ash's face in the whole episode. (laughs) You dog! (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because she's hot! Pregnant!
3: (laughs) He also noticed that when he went to the Deadlands and he was walking through the sperm bank, he noticed that magazine with the boobs
1: on it. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I like when Kelly's What? You killed yourself? Are you out of your fucking mind? Yes, I would be if I didn't have a plan. You have a plan? Well, an idea of a plan. (laughs) Yeah, Basically (laughs) like, I have a plan. You have a plan? No. Not really. (laughs) Not really, yeah. (laughs) Or uh, Ash's keys are under the sun visor. I like that. Of course.
2: Yeah. Uh, At the beginning when he... When he when they need to get the body and he he says I gotta get my hands on my little girl's girl's body right away or something like that, that <laughs>
1: you know unin- I didn't catch that intentionally funny <laughs> or Ash is saying his plan to ram the car through the shadow monster and Kelly's that's not gonna work nothing works down here right because we're dead I got it we're not so dead that we can't try <laughs> <laughs> always got to try or or he when he's trying to get the car going. Come on. And they're pulling it down. He goes, you were assembled in Livonia, Michigan. You could do this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Dalton actually had a funny line. He goes, come on, you clicky son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I didn't catch that. Yeah. I like that. Or, uh, or Ash is like, goes into the cellar. Where's the riff? Pablo, you had one job. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Open the damn rift. <laughs> Ash says one problem solved, two to go. I would imagine one of those two is saving Kelly, right? Right. And so the, other the, other one one? Is, the other one is, is uh one. killing uh Ruby. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay. Demon Ash is still there, but I guess right? He's still roaming around. No. Oh, no. he he got his head blown off in yeah. two shots. Oh, that's last right. Week. Oh yeah. yeah. The first shot he was like you missed you missed (laughs) yeah oh yeah okay cool yeah so it's killing ruby obviously all righty i think that's good let's take a little break there is more to come so stay with us
2: All right, guys, it is time for some news about Evil Dead, and the first item I have here is um, the fact that everyone was reporting on the ratings for last week's episode and how much of a massive drop they took in one week. So just to recap really quick, episode one started with 225,000 viewers and then it dropped and it fluctuated around 160 to 170,000. But then episode six was back up to 196,000 viewers, but episode seven lost 60,000 viewers From uh, six to seven and went down to one thirty six. So what? Yeah. One hundred and thirty six thousand viewers. One third of the total viewers disappeared for episode seven. And what was episode six? One hundred and ninety
1: six thousand. But I mean, what happened? Did that like turn people off? I can't remember. It was before the dance.
2: It was. um, Well, Kelly died at the end of that one. Right. Or sort of died. And I wonder if people were upset about that.
1: Maybe. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it's not like the dance is the thing that turned people off and then they didn't turn out for this week. Um, well, you know, we don't know that yet. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Uh, but I, I think maybe it was the Kelly death at the end of six and people are like, that's it. Not, Uh we're done, but it's the lowest ratings or lowest number of viewers they've ever had. And it was the single like biggest drop
1: all at once. So, Hmm. Kind of not a good sign, but that's crazy because, you, you know, do. I mean, I, I guess I don't really know, but I don't know anyone who is into the show that's ever said, oh, you know what? It's not a it's not that good anymore. I Everyone I know that's into it loves it. Yeah. A hundred percent. And yeah. people
2: who watch it, uh, you got to think they're they know what they're in for and they know what they're on board here for. So, yeah, I, I just can't see. How that many people would just be casual viewers and be like, eh, you know, forget this thing. So mm-hmm. I don't maybe know. there was something else on. Was there something else on that everybody wanted to watch?
0: Mm.
3: Last
2: Sunday? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I,
3: that's not like not it was good. the
2: Oscars or something like that, right? So, right, yeah. Who knows? Anyways, it's a huge drop and probably a bad sign, but hey, maybe I mean, the rumors uh, are
1: true. We're already talking. In the hundreds, of thousands, and not the millions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's,
2: it's, they're strangely low numbers based on the ratings I'm used to talking about, you know, for other shows, right. but, uh you know, you have to compare the show to itself
1: a certain degree, and so, anyways, pretty big I mean, uh, drop. I just, I think it's awesome that they obviously love this show the creators and the actors and they're putting their all into it even though the ratings aren't great we're doing this podcast uh even though it's just costing us money basically (laughs) 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 because our end time but we love the show and we we, i mean i just enjoy kicking back and talking with you guys about it
2: absolutely you know sometimes i feel like i would be um i'd be doing this even if there wasn't like an evil dead show but (laughs) <laughs> you know it's just fun to do no matter what so yeah and it makes you like the show better usually yeah. it does yeah That's usually true. it does mm-hmm. okay um it was recently the 35th anniversary of the original evil dead movie so movie phone published an article called 13 things you never knew about the evil dead on its 35th anniversary and there's a few things in here that are are pretty fun so i pulled out um a couple of them here Uh, the first one is something you guys probably already know that of course evil dead was based on a 30 minute short film called within the woods that sam Raimi made almost as a proof of concept sort of for the movie to try and get some funding for it Mm -hmm. but but what i didn't know is that one of the cohen brothers joel cohen worked as an assistant editor on that film and he said that uh it was sort of an inspiration to him later on when him and his brother Ethan were trying to get financing for their first film, which was called Blood Simple. So the Coen brothers got their start, or at least one of them, on uh, the original Evil Dead short movie Within the Woods. I thought I cool. it was pretty cool. That's
1: cool. I, I think I have that. I, somebody sent me a copy, but I haven't watched it, which is crazy. I need to watch it.
2: Whoa, man. You got to do that. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, tell us about it. Um, several alternate titles apparently were considered for, uh, Evil Dead, including Book of the Dead, which is, you know, something you could probably see them using, one called Blood Flood, which <laughs> sounds ridiculous, and then my favorite, These Bitches Are Witches. <laughs> Just for the rhyming, if nothing else. So, you know, I think Evil Dead is probably the way to go there, but those are entertaining. (laughs) Uh, According to the article, the movie is still banned in some countries because of its graphic content. Uh, So, you know, all these years later, there are some places where technically you can't get it or can't see it. And along those lines, Raimi himself even apparently has admitted that he regrets including the scene uh, where Cheryl is assaulted by a demonic tree. So that's twice. one of the, yeah, twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's one of the reasons I think it remains, you know, unavailable in some places. So mm-hmm. he, he may have made a different choice there. Um, according to the article, given its remote location, Raimi and his cast and crew had to live in the cabin for the duration of filming and apparently being in such cramped conditions only heightened tensions on set especially because the cabin lacked any internal plumbing so if you can imagine a whole film crew sort of probably some of them living in tents and some of them living in the actual cabin were just getting more and more annoyed with each other and had you know nowhere to take a decent shower or a decent crap probably so yeah must have been the body odor must have been righteous huh oh must have been just incredible yeah
1: so that's crazy because i already thought they made the cabin look way too much bigger on the inside than it seemed on the outside now you know there's a whole film crew like living in there
0: (laughs)
2: yeah probably just sleeping on the floor and everyone getting grumpier and grumpier so (laughs) um that sounds fun And then finally, uh, apparently, there have been a number of unofficial Evil Dead sequels produced by Italian filmmaker Joe D'Amato, including 1988's Ghost House and another one of his called Witchery. And I looked up Witchery and it stars David Hasselhoff, which I think is bizarre, but that kind of lends some uh, legitimacy to it in a weird sort of way, I think. So maybe I'll have to check that out sometime see if it actually is anything close to you know the quality of evil dead
1: is it with ash or just deadites and
2: stuff no i don't think it's with ash it's just Uh sort of inspired by it and uh, with deadites and stuff yeah right but david hasselhoff blew my mind david hasselhoff (laughs) is ash yeah (laughs) i could almost see that (laughs) i think it's like mostly in german too i think he speaks german so just Mm kind of weird crazy. Anyways, there's a few more in that article too. Uh I guess we'll post a link to it if you want to check them out. Some good old photos and stuff like that of uh of the movie as well too. Cool. Speaking of photos and I guess anniversaries, Fede Alvarez, the guy who directed the Evil Dead remake which came out 5 years ago now, uh, almost to the day. Like last week it was 5 years ago when it was released. He put out a bunch of um, stuff on Twitter just to celebrate the anniversary and it's mostly just uh, a series of photos as well with some descriptions and again there's some really good stuff in there talking about how much blood they used you see um, the actress like saw her arm off and uh, a really good shot of deadite Mia Mia was her character name so mm-hmm. I, I recommend checking that out too and in one of the photos he mentions that uh, they used fifty thousand gallons of fake blood. So I feel oh, like that's man. I feel like that's a lot of fake blood. Uh, that is dressed. a lot of fake blood. <laughs> and you know, that's what you get when they're like f- shooting it out of fire hoses to have blood raining down on everybody and stuff. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, some good stuff in there if you are you know looking for some behind the scenes pictures and so on of the making of that film. A um, couple more. Evil Dead the Musical is coming back uh, briefly anyways. It's going to be put on at the University of Wisconsin-Baraboo. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what that means. I think it's the name of the campus. But from an article on the Wisconsin News, it says, Choosing a zombie musical was a no-brainer for Tom McEvely. After all, his name contains the word Evil. His name looks like McEvely, <laughs> which I think is funny. Uh, McEvely directs theater at the University of Wisconsin-Baraboo, a campus the locals call Boo You, and whose mm-hmm. Fighting Spirits mascot is a ghost. So it didn't take a <laughs> lot of brains to pick Evil Dead the Musical for this spring's production. <laughs> so if you are in the area, it opens April 19th. Tickets are 15 bucks or 10 for students, and you can go check that out. That's in uh, Wisconsin. So sure there's somebody out there who might want to go see that. And finally, we have a cake shop that has made some Ash vs. Evil Dead cakes. One of them is a chainsaw cake, which is absolutely incredible. Another one is a uh, Necronomicon cake, which is also really, really good. Uh, they have a YouTube channel, though, and they make videos about the that show the making of the cakes, which I thought was pretty interesting. And it's a really elaborate chainsaw cake. Very, very cool. Uh, Their YouTube channel is described as Cakes Cove, which is the name of the place, makes every genre delicious through chocolate, cakes, cookies, and other sweet treats. Celebrate life's events with the geeky and nerdy fandoms you've grown to love and have inspired you. So I would recommend going to check it out, uh, the YouTube channel, I mean, and you'll see cakes like Donkey Kong, Game of Thrones stuff, Black Panther, a giant Millennium Falcon made out of chocolate, which is... Totally amazing, I thought, mm-hmm. wow. and uh, yeah, the the Ash vs. Evil Dead chainsaw cake is really really impressive. She's able to like pick it up and like put it on her hand and pretend to like chainsaw stuff with it. It's pretty incredible.
1: <laughs> wow,
2: <laughs> whoa! <laughs> so yeah, can-
1: it's amazing what people do with cakes. Like a lot of times at Walker Stalker, when it's one of the celebs' birthdays, they'll have these professional cake makers. And like when it was Nicholas's birthday, uh, Michael Trenor, you know the whole dumpster thing they had this cake that looked just like the dumpster uh, that's awesome
2: <laughs> you remember Stuff we were like on, we were on stage with melissa and it was was it her birthday i think and they brought out a clementine hat cake that yeah, even that yeah, thing yeah, was yeah. really mm-hmm. was was really cool so yeah cakes are cool and these ones are especially awesome as well you can find more on their youtube channel or cakescove.com and just as a quick side note here, guys, I went to cakescove.com and it turns out that this shop is based in Toronto and is actually pretty close to where I live. Like I could ride my bike there. <laughs> wow. It's cool. It's weird coincidence. Yeah. So maybe someday I'll, I'll go there and tell them. Or get a chainsaw cake. Get a chainsaw cake. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. So, Anyways, we'll have a link to that. Check it out. And that does it for the news
1: awesome all right let's get into listener feedback chris you want to go first
2: sure first one comes from steve brown wow great ep shit got dark quick looks like we get to travel to the ash versus evil dead version of the upside down i was glad that the ash versus ash fight did not follow the same way it did before mm.
1: so this is last week's yes with, uh yeah
2: yeah, it 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 is it did sort of, you know it did remind me of the upside down. I think you said that earlier too, Jason. Mm-hmm.
1: From from Stranger Things. I mean, that's yeah. the way. Just sort of cynically that you do an altered dimension, and you don't have to spend a ton of money. <laughs> Make it the same, <laughs> but foggier.
3: <laughs> All right, uh, Avelino Rocino says this was for me the best episode of the whole series. It was the bloodiest and the most serious. Aside from the typical Ash one-liners, of which there were only a few, this episode was completely serious. I think the darker tone reflects just how far over their heads Ash and the Ghost Beaters are in this year's arc. Uh, This is the culmination of Ruby's centuries worth of planning, and this year she has grown into an adversary far more dangerous than any of the past demons Ash and friends have faced before. I was in true fear of Pablo's life and was horrified when Brandy took the dagger in the back. I like how not all was as it seemed, because there's now a small chance of rescuing the two girls. P.S. Just listened to the latest podcast episode. I just wanted to mention to Rich and Chris that Demon Spawn Ash grew up eating human flesh like those Travelers Ruby captured. For that reason, he was snacking on the students.
2: Another great EDC episode, guys. Yeah, he was. That's right. And now that I think about it, I think Avelino posted this on the Facebook page Facebook, and I yeah. responded to him. Yeah. So um, totally good point. I'm glad he mentioned that because, mm-hmm. Rich, you and I totally forgot and right. didn't figure it out in the time. But it makes it's like, why was defense. he
1: eating them? But it's like, yeah. oh, that's what he eats. That's <laughs> what he does. Yeah, he was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Very simple. <Our> friend, really. <laughs> Me- Megan Ludwig Right. Great episode, Rich and Chris. I really like this episode and I've enjoyed where the season is going, even though it has been dark. Thank you, Chris, for putting into words how I felt about the school scene. Perhaps it's being a high school teacher. Trust me, I get the Carrie throwback, but I was bothered and couldn't explain it. Rich, you need to get out of junior high and come to one of my high school dances. <laughs> I, <don't know> why. <laughs> I think she's asking anyway. you out. anyway love the episode and excited to see where this goes again great job guys uh well thanks meg megan and uh, i'm glad i could
2: uh i don't know bring something to uh or explain not explain but you know bring something up for
1: you um so i forgot to put this in the in the agenda but we you know invited all of our listeners to please send us recordings of themselves reenacting any scene from Asher's Evil Dead. And our good friend Steve Brown has taken us up on this. So I have a file here I'm about to play. I have not listened to it, so we're all going to get to hear it. I'm excited. Cool.
0: All right. Because you asked for it, here goes. My best Ash monologue. It's Rosewood. hand carved by Italian artisans. You know how people say you shouldn't put your hand in front of a speeding train? Well, what those people don't know is that sometimes there's an 8-year-old boy stuck on the tracks. (laughs) In a lot of ways, he saved me. But yeah, I saved him from certain death 30 years ago to this day. But you know... Losing my clumsy old meat hook wasn't too big of a price to pay. But I do like to honor it every year by getting blackout drunk. Care to join me? (laughs) And that's my (laughs) ash. Uh, A little bit of a slid maybe. But anyway, from episode one, El Jefe, hope it uh, meets your approval. Thanks. (laughs) yes steve
1: brown ladies
2: and gentlemen that was amazing (laughs) that was cool ash with a twang i
1: love it yep brought it all back i just brought me right back into that bar and then i remembered what happened next ash (laughs) spanking this chick's ass (laughs) she turns into a deadite he keeps on going yeah
3: (laughs) now we need to have a round of pink fucks (laughs) (laughs)
1: thanks steve that was awesome you're a brave soul hopefully people will realize how much fun that was and send in their own too (laughs) loved it next what do we have next week rich
2: ah
3: next week is called judgment day uh chainsaw handed demon hunter ash returns to action when elk grove is threatened by a deadite epidemic pablo's role as brujo especial has him straddle the worlds of good and evil to keep the rift open for Ash to save Brandy and Kelly. Save Brandy
1: again? That that seems strange,
2: yeah. Mm.
1: Well, she's always going to be in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, she she just (laughs) needs saving. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of deadites. It's an infestation or something. See, one thing about this uh, other dimension is I, I always assumed that if this was where the evil was coming from then there would be a shitload of like evil demons and stuff in there and we only really saw the shadow monster so i wonder if there's more that we didn't see or if it's just there's a whole bunch of different dimensions you know
2: well i mean there's all the hands so maybe they can like come up or something and or yeah, the shadow yeah. monster can summon the demon summon the deadites and send them all out but yeah they they're coming from somewhere and it sounds like there's going to be a lot so
1: that'll be yeah. awesome. It sounds
3: like somebody fucked up and all the dates are coming into the living world.
1: (laughs) Right, 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 right. Yeah. The rift is being held open for them or something like that. And, oh, you know what else too, that I just realized is an open plot line. They've been talking about the dark ones coming through. And so I think we're going to see something with that maybe in the finale. Uh, Oh, for sure. all right that is it that's our show episode 34 thank you so much everybody for listening as always if you want to give us a call you can call us at 650-485-DEAD that's 650-485-3323 you're running out of time to get on the show
3: Mm. and you can email us at groovy at podcastica.com
2: and you can find us on the web at facebook.com slash evildeadcast or
1: at evildeadcast on twitter and the Walking Dead finale is coming out this weekend. If you're into that show, you can find uh, my Walking Dead podcast at podcastica.com. You can find Chris's at talkingdeadpodcast.com. We'll both be covering Fear the Walking Dead, which is supposed to be really good this year. So there's that. All right. That is our show. Thanks for listening.